Hi, my name is Tyler Mowry, and welcome to the Writer's Mind Podcast, episode 47. All right, welcome to another episode. If you are looking for all of the even episodes and podcast 48, you can find them on patreon.com slash the writer's mind. You can listen to episode 48 right now and all the other backlog. So today what I want to talk about is a really interesting thing I actually stumbled upon over the past week um, that I hadn't learned too much about and tried to do a little bit of research on. uh, And it's called the replication crisis that's currently taking place in different scientific fields. A lot of it in psychology, but it's also in some other fields as well. So essentially what the replication crisis is, is that a lot of these scientific studies and experiments that have been done um, can't be replicated by other scientists. So this creates a problem because if you can't actually replicate the findings in a given experiment, then it really delegitimizes that particular experiment, right? So there. Are, so I was reading some different articles about this uh, and trying to look at why this is the case. And um, some of it isn't as bad as it sounds. And then some of it is honestly pretty bad sounding. So um, one of the things I found is that most of the papers and experiments that are published are, they fail to replicate because of obvious reasons. Like um, the scientist conducting the study um, just clearly had flaws in their reasoning or clearly had flaws in their experimentation. Uh, and because of that, the they are not able to be replicated. However, what is interesting is that just because there are heavy flaws in a paper um, doesn't mean that it doesn't get published. So what's interesting, this is an article from Vox talking about the replication crisis, and it said that bad science can still be published in prestigious journals and be widely cited. So what's interesting is the publication of a peer-reviewed paper is not the final step of the scientific process. After paper is published, other research might cite it, spreading any misconceptions or errors in the original paper. Um, So what's fascinating is... Uh, there is actually no correlation at all between whether a study will replicate and how often it is cited. So failed papers circulate through the literature just as quickly as replicating papers. Okay, so what does this actually mean? What this is saying is there's a lot of scientists out there doing bad science, doing bad studies, bad experiments, and coming back with particular conclusions that are not replicable, in other words, are not objectively true, are not objectively fact within science, and then other people are coming along and saying like, oh, well, this paper, they proved this, and they're not checking to see whether or not it's replicable. They're just saying, well, this study said this, and I'm basing my current study or my current experiment off of what these guys did. So what happens is you get this snowball effect of bad science where it's just kind of down the line of people 
taking experiments that can be cannot be replicable, then doing their own work that also potentially can't be replicable, and then handing that off to the next group of scientists to do their own incorrect studies and their own incorrect experiments, and down and down and down. And so, uh, this article goes on to say, in many cases, journals effectively aren't held accountable for bad papers. Um, Many, like The Lancet, have retained their prestige even after a long string of embarrassing public incidents where they published research that turned out fraudulent or nonsensical. So, it's really fascinating that this is happening and that this isn't something that we are heavily scrutinizing, right? So, one of the things I think, if we look at our culture, right, what are some of the presuppositions of our current society? And when I talk about our culture, I'm talking about um, kind of first world um, society, or, you know, of the internet, let's say like English speaking society, this sort of thing, right? Um, what's happening is that one of the big presuppositions in our society is the fact that science is very accurate, right? That the findings, the experiments, the studies we have um, are largely accurate and the uh, heads of scientific organizations, um, both journals uh, as well as the scientists themselves are, oh, you know, across the board, pretty straight up, right? You know, within a 95%, 90% uh certainty level that the, these organizations are operating with integrity they're operating uh not only with integrity but also also with correct experiments and correct uh, systems of actually doing things and the reality is that if we look at this replication crisis it doesn't seem like that's the case like this replication crisis should honestly shift your entire worldview I, like look I challenge you, don't listen to me, right? I challenge you to do your own research, look at the replication crisis and look at how it could potentially impact your worldview, right? If scientists are essentially running around citing each other's bad studies and bad experiments and poor research and faulty conclusions, and they've been doing that for a while, then we really have a problem, don't we? It really puts into question what we can trust. And the, the issue is, now, what's interesting is um, some of these talk about like where a lot of this is happening. So um, one of the things I found looking around was that a lot of people actually say that um, psychology, the, the, the realm of psychology has one of the biggest issues with this. And that makes sense, right? Because I think we've all, we all know that psychology has always been a much more difficult science rather than like, you know, geology or uh, something that is much more concrete or at least feels more concrete. I'm not a geologist, so I don't know. Um, But with our minds, it's very interesting how much can change because of individuals or presuppositions and these sorts of things. And it definitely makes repeating experiments difficult. And that, I understand that. Um, But this Vox article talks about it is not just relegated to that and that this some of this stuff could be leaking into the natural sciences 
and some of our core understandings of science and scientific research could very could be wrong. And what this does, I think, is it delegitimizes a lot of authority figures in the sense that you are unable to kind of say, oh, the scientists have figured it out. The scientists know what's going on, right? Kind of using this blanket statement of the scientists to explain away or to, um, you know, use them as essentially gaps in your own thinking, right? Because of course, we can't all be scientists in all these different fields, but if we are not, and of course we can't all be, then we must understand that every piece of information is coming through the lens of people, not fact. So if we can prove the fact that, or, uh, that a lot of research is faulty, you know, whether that's just sort of intentionally people, um, you know, doing research poorly or just trying to get into a journal. Uh, I'm sure there's some of that, but I think honestly, the large majority of it just probably like people do an experiment, they try to figure something out and then later on they realize they can't replicate it. So either way, it puts in a, it puts in a question, this sort of catch all of the scientists have it figured, figured it out. I think people do the same thing with with scientists and studies and experiments that they do with uh, God and religions, where rather than doing their own work to figure out what they believe on a particular topic, what the evidence seems to be in their world, they say, "Oh, well, this is what this is what this says here," you know, my particular book or my particular scientist or my particular view of God. Therefore, I don't have to do any more thinking on it. I don't have to do any more research. I don't have to actually go through the critical thinking steps on my own, right? And that is essentially the core theme of this podcast, which is, you know, I have never been against science or religion or views on God or any or, or, or cultural tradition, any of this, right? What I am against is you not, you just subscribing to all of these ideas without ever doing your own critical thinking and walking through the steps and having the, the wisdom, I guess is the word to be honest with yourself when it people seem wrong that you trust, right? I think that's so frustrating when somebody that you really believe in, really trust or a concept, whatever, when that doesn't fully hold up to where you want it to, that's super frustrating. And I've had that happen again and again and again, and I'm sure it's going to continue to happen again and again and again. But that's part of growing. And I think that's part of critical thinking um, is not relying on people, nebulous people you don't know out there to be the ones that are perfect, right? I think that's the biggest thing too, is we like to essentially assume that, this group is essentially perfect and gen- generally infallible enough for me to hang my entire worldview on. And I think that's just such an idiotic idea. Like, when you realize just how many times you cut corners and make mistakes and hide things and just, you know, be a person, not not even 
not even out of maliciousness, but just out of the fact that you're a person and sometimes you're done working for the day and you have a thing that's due and you kind of rush things through. Like, we all do these things and it's not good that we do these things, but the point is that your mistakes and, uh, you know, problems, like, these are all of humanity's mistakes and problems, right? Like you're not an inferior person and these these sort of groups that you have like scientists, uh, for example, are not better than you in, their, in the way that they think or the way that they act. For better or for worse, they're just like you. What that means for you is you can do a lot more than you realize because everybody is making mistakes and, and doing things incorrectly and you can just kind of do what you want. But the flip side of that is, yeah, you have placed your faith in something that is not m- stronger than you and or smarter than you or, or, or essentially acting more ethically than you. Sometimes it's the case and sometimes it isn't. But I think trying to blanket an entire group and say, oh, this entire group is pretty much doing it right, it's really hard to know. Um, let me see. I wanted to, let's see, um, where was this? I was trying to find. Mm. Oh, yeah, so this was saying, okay, so the replication crisis most severely affects the social sciences and medicine. So that's kind of interesting. So, you know, social sciences in regards to sociology, psychology, these sorts of things, like, um, yeah, that makes more sense, right? There's the, the term kind of softer sciences, um, just in the sense that it's harder to nail down truths and facts when you're dealing with something as nebulous and weird and complex as like the human mind, um, or human society. So it absolutely makes sense that like those fields have difficulty with replicating their experiments now that should mean that they should try even harder to get it right because how do you actually make progress but what is really fascinating is thinking about this in regards to medicine okay if medicine is not if if there's a replication crisis in the medical field we have a problem don't we like we have a real serious issue here if we cannot fully rely on our on the medical world to have correct factual objective data and experiments that prove the things that they are telling you to ingest in your body or you know pills and taking antibiotics for whatever like these sorts of things it is worth thinking about and we're saying okay how much trust do i put in people who can't replicate their own experiments Interestingly, it also says uh, the data strong survey data strongly indicates that all of the natural sciences are probably implicated as well, and that would be, you know, that like that's our that's our that's what you think of as natural sciences is what you think of as science. So physics, chemistry, you know, geology, astronomy, biology, all the big ones, and that is, um kind of a problem i would say and i think it's something that you know can we um can you and i fix that i don't think so like 
Now, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're a scientist and you're like, I am going to make it my mission to fix the replication crisis. And if that's the case, awesome. I wish you the best. I hope you do well, you know, figure it out. But I don't, I'm not making that my mission, but the takeaway, right? The practical understanding of this is, hey, I need to make sure that I'm doing my own research and and having my own understanding of the facts as as much as I can, right? And I think that what I feel like I see a lot is people really doubt themselves. They doubt their, their own intelligence and they assume people uh, are smarter than them. And honestly, I don't think that's a good way to handle it. I think what you should assume is that people are no, people are neither smarter nor dumber than you and that people are simply people. And you see when they make mistakes, you see when they don't make mistakes. Um, you know, people that you perceive as dumb are making more mistakes in front of you. Uh, and then potentially people that you perceive as smart are just better at hiding their mistakes than you are. Or you know yourself, you know your mistakes, you just can't see theirs. So don't assume people above you are smarter than you. Don't assume that they've done their due diligence and they know fully what's going on. I think, I think what's really kind of frustrating now is we are all kind of trying to decide together what we all think. And as we move, as the internet brings us into this global society, which it honestly has, how do we navigate what we all think together, right? And it's hard because there's this whole element of like, groupthink is sometimes dangerous. And then you also have an understanding of like, if we can't all agree then it's going to be hard for us to create a society that functions for all of us. And that's kind of one of our core problems. Um, So take a look at the replication crisis. Um, You know, again, I am not here to tell you what to think. All I'm here to do is uh, just again and again, what this podcast is, is me trying to just open up that portal of your of your critical thinking and take you to a place that maybe you haven't really thought as much about as as you should you know and, and finding those places again and again right so much of learning i think is unlearning it's not about learning new concepts it's about realizing what isn't actually true that you tr- that you believe already so take a look at it comment below if you're on youtube i would love to see what you think. And if you want to listen to episode 48 right now, you can on patreon.com slash the writer's mind. And I'll see you guys next week.